Hello everyone, this is Raccoon from Nintendo Era. I hope that you enjoy the first episode of the Nintendo Pipeline. In it, we discuss leaks and rumors. But the episode was recorded on March 16th, before the Bloomberg report that suggests the Switch Pro may have DLSS support. Please keep this in mind as you listen. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. This is the first episode of the Nintendo Era podcast. Um, and since this is our first episode, we're mostly going to be talking about Bowser's Fury today. Uh, but before all of that, uh, let's introduce ourselves. Um, I'm CMM1215, but you can call me Clay. I'm One Up Muffin on the Discord, and Jared in real life. Uh, and I'm Barry, better known as Raccoon. All right. Well, before we get into our main topic of Bowser's Fury, uh, I wanted to cover a little bit of semi-recent news, namely the Nintendo Direct that happened in February, along with the Pokemon Presents, since those are really, they're like the most major news we've had so far this year. So first off, uh, we had a few major announcements in that Direct, um, namely Skyward Sword HD, uh, Mario Golf, and, and Splatoon 3. So I kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on these and, and how you felt about the reveals and, and what's coming. Uh, we can start with you, Jared. Yeah, I was actually very uh, impressed by this Direct. While there's nothing like, um, nothing on the caliber of like a new Mario or Zelda, I think Splatoon 3 um, could be a very exciting point in the series. 2 was made in only a couple years, and so now they've had a full development cycle to make a sequel so hopefully that'll lead to an exciting single player and some and some cool multiplayer changes and uh what about you barry um i have devoted a year and a half of my life to waiting for a nintendo direct and <laughs> you know we finally got one and it's the longest we've ever had um which blows my mind to think about that the first one was so long um after so much time um and it was okay <laughs> i i um i actually remember being really sour on it um when it was first live and you know then i gave it like a half hour and i was like you know it was pretty good um definitely gonna buy metopia um i think metopia being a port or a remake actually it's a it's a remake by grezzo um, Metopia being a remake says something sort of interesting uh, for speculation about Nintendo's intent with some future developments uh, because Metopia came out on the 3DS in 2017 um, so it wasn't really it, it didn't have as much exposure as but it was still it was still successful so it's it's interesting that we could potentially see some projects that didn't get that attention uh get a second chance yeah i really like it for two reasons uh besides like the game seems interesting yeah i'm excited to to try yeah but one it means 3ds remakes are possible and there's a lot of amazing 3ds games that i would love to see on the switch and it means me's are back baby (laughs) yes Yes. yeah i love me's i have so many on switch and i've had nothing to do with them I, i i feel so sad because most of my Miis are, uh, they're just stuck on my Wii in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but I, I do love them, and I'm glad to see them 
getting, you know, another shot with Metopia. Um, but on another note, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, kind of felt similar to Raccoon or Barry. Um, I, I liked it. There wasn't that much that was specifically for me, which is fine. Um, but I think there were a lot of announcements and there was a pretty decent variety of announcements, um, and, you know, showcases and stuff. Um, Skyward Sword, you know, I'm not super wild about that game to begin with, but I do think it's good to have it available on uh, Switch. I'm glad that they, you know, are still leading with the motion combat because that was actually what I liked the most <laughs> about uh, the Wii version of that game. Uh, Mario Golf, I think I can just summarize in Speed Golf. Like, <laughs> Speed Golf and uh, Wii Sports like motion controls. I was very on board with that. And then Splatoon 3, um, I think the new setting is interesting. It kind of gives like a Mad Max sort of vibe. And I like some of the changes that they've shown so far, like dropping into battle and like, you know, some of the new weapons and, and stuff. Yeah, there's a bow now. There is a bow now. That's true. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm interested uh, with where, you know, what other kind of weapon classes and, and changes to single player and, and stuff that there'll be. Yeah, I think um, I think the one thing for me that would have just brought it up a level is I, th I think what what brought me to Nintendo and we haven't seen for a few years, I guess besides like Bowser's Inside Fury, is like a new like uh, platformer. So I was I was hoping to see one of those, but besides that, I, th I think it was a really solid showing. Yeah, and um, so on that note, um, well, a little bit. Uh, there were obviously we had some major announcements, but there were also a lot of fun bits, and I thought it would be nice to maybe bring up um some of the stuff that wasn't as you know like oh crap it's splatoon 3 but the other stuff that you guys liked uh in the direct um i'll go first on on this one just uh wanted to mention that uh famicom detective club actually coming to the west is wonderful um i will not rant about how i wish it was a physical version but i'm very happy that that game is getting a chance in the west uh what about you guys yeah, I would actually agree with you on that. Um, Famicom Detective Club, right? Yes, yeah. Famicom Detective Club. It's I love seeing these type of old, previously Japanese-exclusive titles being released here. I know we had um, uh, Moon last year, and now FDC. It's just it's great that these games can see new, new audiences. Yeah, uh, I mean, sorry. Go ahead, Barry. As I was gonna ask yeah, you anyway. <laughs> I, I, I think it's cool that we finally got Fall Guys. Um, mm, yes. I mean, when I saw it, my first instinct was that it's way past dead, and it is. Um, to, you know, it, it's it's kind of old news, um, but it's very Nintendo-ish. You know, I, I definitely think it'll get a new boost of life on the Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a game that I wanted to hit switch the only the only thing um about that is just i i would be interested in playing it but i'm probably not interested if it's me spending like 20 dollars on a game that's online only but yeah, that kind of yeah. dampens it was just it. purchased by uh epic games and oh. they previously bought rocket league and made that free so i definitely oh i definitely yeah. see fall guys having a free-to-play future yeah I feel like that game works better with that 
uh i can't believe i'm saying that but yeah like that yeah. particular game i think does better as a free-to-play uh experience yeah speaking they just, of they just announced among us characters for it speaking of amogus oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. amogus when the fall guy is so okay um uh, speaking of like really small things um i think it's interesting especially for understanding the format and speculation about directs that um animal crossing dlc was in the direct um and that it was mario animal crossing dlc um because those two factors that it was dlc which we've seen very separate timeline um of announcements from other nintendo things in the past year um so separate there's a separate twitter account you know um and then the dlc which was originally announced in the mario direct last september um both of those being in a general nintendo direct is kind of interesting for people like me who have in the past followed the you know speculated about what the format means yeah um, you know it is i wasn't expecting the animal crossing mario content to be shown there um because yeah like they like you said they typically they typically have that just kind of as its own separate thing so i figured when it got closer you know we'd get a video for it but then they were like hey look i guess we're gonna show it here so who knows <laughs> yeah i i think ultimately it just depends on timing you know there's there aren't really as many hard and fast rules um as you would think but i, I think there are some you know there's there's an understanding internally of what belongs in certain shows um but at the same time at the end of the day it just depends on the timing uh for some stuff yeah pretty much it's i i think we've all learned at this point that quote-unquote rules <laughs> just kind of yeah. there's no really there's apply. actually <laughs> there's actually a first party nintendo game that we missed oh yeah what's, what's yeah that? it's um dc superhero oh, girls no, no right it's published by nintendo that's true and we did find oh, out that that's being that developed crazy. by uh the deadly premonition guys oh, weird. oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who's picking it up in june <laughs> i think it hits june day one june yeah i believe it's june i could be crazy yeah um but also, uh, Neon White was an interesting surprise. I thought that game looked very interesting. Which one was that? Neon White was like that. It was like that first-person battle game, but you like you had oh, cards. With the cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The FPS deck builder that did look interesting. Yeah, interesting dev on that, right? Oh yeah, who did that? That's a. It's they did something completely different before. Dang, I actually don't even yeah. know who what they did. Shoot. That's interesting. I, think I I remember hearing about it being really impressed that they had pivoted. Um, yeah. yeah. I hmm. uh, I just looked it up. It was Ben Esposito who did Donut County. Donut County, of course. I should know that. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, that's... It's a raccoon game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I need to try that. That's on a non-Nintendo service. Um, oh, called xbox game pass oh, oh, no. oh boy here we go it's all right well on that note <laughs> 10 minutes uh, on that note 
next Pokemon. Up, no, not Pokemon. Not Pokemon. Oh, okay. You can tell. We'll get to Pokemon. Don't worry. Um, I don't. I don't even like Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't another, think any of us like Pokemon. Uh, another big um, announcement was the opening announcement, which was the next Fire Pass character was Pyra slash Mithra, and they're out now. They have been for a bit. Um, who here has tried them out? I have. Uh, I haven't. Well, you suck. now. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then, Jared, tell me, what, what do you think of them from what you played? Yeah, so they're actually really interesting. Um, so for those who don't know, um, Pyra and Mithra were kind of like uh, the old way uh, Zelda and Sheik were, where you press down B and you switch between them. Um, except they're not as different as Zelda and Sheik were. Think of them more like a uh, Marth and Roy. Uh, Pyra is um, strong and slower, and Mithra is fast um, but less powerful. Um, I think they're actually pretty fun to play. I definitely prefer Pyra because I, I lean more towards the um, strong and slower characters. Um, but yeah, her moveset's very, uh, very enjoyable. More less less gimmicky than some like uh, Minecraft Steve, but still a great addition to the roster yeah she's definitely more straightforward than than some of the other characters um i do really enjoy their move sets and i like that they made their specials different and their general properties to just you know down from you know their their speed to pyra obviously having flames um and being able to kind of toggle between them very very quickly uh i'd also like to mention the content that came with them uh, the stage I thought was really neat. Um, it's simple, but like cool. Uh, and it's pretty. It's a pretty stage. It is a very pretty stage. And, and the music that they included uh, was actually a decent amount of music. Not a huge number of new remixes, but there were 16 tracks in there. And uh, Tiger Tiger is the best one. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Barry, what do you think about her just having not played her and kind of seeing her a little bit? Um, long ago long long ago i vowed that i would never buy xenoblade 2 characters <laughs> in smash bros i did this quite publicly across multiple direct threads um and i've really proven myself a fool now because they're real and they happened and i don't care at all <laughs> like i'm not really upset but i haven't bought them because i i haven't even bought sephiroth because um, I really only play Smash Bros. socially, and that's kind of, for circumstances, unforeseen, not viable right now. Right. Um, so it's a time I'm... like any other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think it's neat. Fans seem happy with it. Um, some of them happier than others, <laughs> um, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I think it's neat. Uh, I don't... I, I guess I've grown up a little bit in the past year because I just can't be all that upset by a Smash character. That's good. Character development. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20, that's, 20, that's my arc. Year of growth. Yeah. <laughs> that's the arc. All right. Well, um, since you enthusiastically mentioned it, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Is it Pokemon time? Yeah. Uh, so we had a Pokemon uh, presents, and they showed the the main stuff that they showed was. Uh, what brilliant diamond, brilliant diamond, and uh, shining pearl. 
I just know it as BDSP at this point. That's <laughs> that's, that's what I wrote down. Uh, and then they also showed Pokemon Legends Arceus. So I guess we'll start with you then, Barry. Um, what did you think based on the presentation for both of those? Pokemon Legends is sick. Um, I think that people um, are ridiculous in criticizing it. Oh, that's 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 not true. People people have reason to be critical of how it looks, but people are acting like it's super ugly or whatever. Um, and it's like it's pretty much we can assume a year out, right? They said early twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah. So it's a year out. You know. Um, I think it looks great in terms of style. You know, we went from because I think Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, because I played some of uh, Shield, um, and I've seen a lot of it, and I think that uh, Sword and Shield are just some of the most astoundingly hideous games. Um, <laughs> I could end it there. I, I will. I will. Not even just on Switch. Um, uh, just, like, really, really terrible looking. Um, and Legends, in my opinion, looks great. Um, and... Uh, diamond and pearl you know that's interesting that's unexpected uh i was a little surprised um that they outsourced a remake although it makes sense when you look at the broader picture knowing what we do with legends right um, that the gen 4 stuff was kind of a you know an exported thing and it's, and it's interesting to see that for game freak now the the demands of maintaining the brand and the game's development has sort of eclipsed their growth and they can't quite keep up the same schedule if they're going to add something like legends to what they're doing um and that's fine i think i know that there are some people who really dislike diamond and pearl i know of like a couple people in particular that i know who are like really upset by it i i think they look fine um like they're goofy looking but it's pokemon it looks like the ds game um that's a pro and a con yeah yeah i don't mind the the chibi style i think it's all right they were actually like i I haven't played many pokemon games in my time but um the last one i I played was uh was pearl okay Um, so (laughs) i have that connection but i mean I don't care enough. Of these two, I think Legends is far more exciting and could be the first Pokemon I play since Pearl, just because it seems so different. The first Pokemon I played was X. God, y'all <laughs> are... true. I... Y'all are babies. A... No, my, <laughs> first, my first was Yellow. Oh, okay. My last one Well, you're was okay. Barry, Barry's a child. <laughs> I, I am a child. I, I played a little bit of, like, uh, one of my older sister's uh, Emerald Carts, uh, but, like, the first one I had for me was x i was like 12 i think when that game came out like 12 or 13 um and it was okay <laughs> it, it was fine yeah i kind of feel about pokemon as a whole the way i felt about the february direct it, it was it was whatever you know it it happened yeah. some I, people liked it and that's cool I, I want to like pokemon a lot more than i do i usually like yeah. the spinoffs more which, yeah um, they actually sh- they showed a new pokemon snap trailer here too which was neat yeah that was what i was personally most invested in and i loved it so <laughs> Um, and yeah, in regards to those two main games, uh, I think we can all easily agree that Legends is the more interesting one. Just, you know, yeah. God. I, and I guess for, all right. for like a brief thing, Legends is like, what if Pokemon was open world? Yeah. For people that didn't see the trailer. 
Yeah. Um, you're the one person. I, I, I don't want to say it, but I'll just say it anyway, because everyone's thinking it. Uh, Pokemon of the Wild. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's interesting. Um, BDSP, I thought, like when I first looked at them, my immediate thought was, oh, it's it's like the, the Game Boy and DS style, but, you know, in HD. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I saw the reaction, everyone's like, I hate this, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I was surprised yeah. by the reaction. <laughs> I was a bit surprised that it was as like angry as it was. I mean, I know it's Pokemon, and Pokemon makes everyone angry, yeah. but Pokemon brings out the vitriol in people like nothing else. Yeah, but like even then, I was like, oh, okay. And I, I mean, I, I get it. If they were looking, I think there were a lot of people looking for a more like Pokemon Sword and Shield styled yeah. remake, which I get. Just kind of you know. I get that. Um, personally, I thought it looked clean. Um, I thought it yeah. looked nice. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that it includes the platinum content that people want. Um, I know there's been some, like, you know, a couple of small things that people have been like, oh, look, that's from platinum. So, I mean, we'll see. But um, as someone who doesn't like Pokemon very much outside of spinoffs, uh, Legends is definitely the more interesting one to me. And it's definitely still far out. I mean, I'm not expecting it to be, like, you know, like, look like God of War by the time it's done, but it'll <laughs> it'll definitely look better. Um, so, um, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's enough on all of the news stuff. Uh, that actually was much longer than I thought it would be. We had a lot to talk about. Um, the actual main focus of this episode is about Bowser's Fury. Um, we kind of wanted to do a deep dive on that game and kind of you know see talk a bit about what makes it tick and all that so um i guess i'll open it up to uh, jared first uh what were your general thoughts on bowser's fury in general like just in general yeah so i really enjoyed bowser's fury i thought it was a good length i think it would if it was any longer um some of the frustrating bits that i'll go over later might have might have wore a little thin on me but for the length it was i thought it was a great mix of like 3D World and Odyssey, kind of like a, a very unique take on the 3D Mario, though taking a lot of elements from the older games. Uh, what about you, Barry? Um, 3D World and Bowser's Fury is such an interesting package to me. Um, having, I'm almost done with 3D World. I'm uh, playing it with my sister. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm close to being done, I think. Um, and I finished Bowser's Fury. Uh, and it's, it's interesting that with seven years apart, right? Just about seven years? Yeah. Um, that we have something in Bowser's Fury that uses pretty much the same parts from 3D World to make something completely different. It's like a two-in-one Lego set, right? <laughs> like you, it's it's the same pieces, and it makes something completely different. Um, and I think that's super cool. Um, between the two, I think I prefer Bowser's Fury, um, even though, I mean, it's rough around the edges in some places. Um, it's clear that it's not a main uh like development focus i guess you could say i i think there are places where you can kind of tell i i saw a couple people complaining about the soundtrack being sort of 
like i think the soundtrack is great um yeah same here <laughs> you do hear it's... like a few songs maybe too much but like, yeah yeah, I didn't yeah. It at all that, that's exactly what i'm trying to say is that like there's there are places where it kind of like um the 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 development polish sort of wears thin and it's it's not like the quality it's just like the polish that you see in a brand new 60 dollars game like odyssey isn't quite there because it's something smaller it's something different um all that being said this weird little formula they came up with um really scratched an itch for me and that's why i think it's probably one of my favorite mario games um yeah you know um i'm of i I feel similarly um i really enjoyed bowser's fury um it was very good at giving you that itch of like okay i'll get like one more shine and then stop and then you're like well all right i guess i go i'll get another one and then you know it's like you have 20 shine 20 shines later (laughs) you know uh but yeah, you know, the length is, is great. I like that it's um, short. I, I think it lends itself well to replay. Um, and, you know, I, I also felt that it will probably get into this more specifically a little bit later. But this, the speed at which you get shines reminded me definitely of, of Odyssey, but also of Mario 64, where if you know what you're doing, or if, you know, in this case, if you just kind of are, are fa- a little bit fast about it, you're, you're going to get shines and kind of be moving forward constantly, which I thought was was nice. Um, yeah. So I actually want to stop you for a second. On oh, the Mario yeah. 64 thing, because uh, I, I had the same thoughts, too, that it had it reminded me a lot of 64, like each little island uh, kind of reminded me of a of like the smaller stages in Mario 64. And that once you complete a star, you kind of have to leave the level like you do in Mario 64 too. Like you're not kicked out, but often the level doesn't change until you come back. Right. So I, I thought that was a very interesting touch. Yeah, I guess we can kind of use that as a actually a kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about a lot, which was the game's sort of format, um, the structure of the game. So the game is uh, for you know, intents and purposes is basically an open world, I guess, um, Mario game, I would say, you know, probably, you could probably compare it to like, maybe like the Sand Kingdom or, or something like that in Odyssey, if you want to be more technical about it, but it's basically an open area and there's a bunch of little mini islands and stages and challenges all over the place. So it's kind of curious how you guys felt about how well that works for Bowser's Fury. Um, if there were any other structural things in, in the game that you wanted to mention, um, I guess uh, we can start with you, uh, Jared, on that one. Um, sure. I really like the structure for the most part. So you, you generally get a choice of like two to three uh, islands to go to and collect um, shines, um, which I thought worked really well for the most part, but there is a weird edge case you can hit which makes it kind of frustrating. Also, if you hear in my background, it's now pouring rain, just for, so the audience oh. is aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was an area with three islands. I completed two of the islands. Like, I, I kept going back and forth between the two. Got all the shines there. And then to get all the shines in the third island, I had to, like, after you collect a shine, it makes you kind of go away for a bit. And usually you go to a different island. But with only having one island to go to, I kind of just had to, like, 
try to ride the dinosaur, like the was it Plessy? Yeah, Plessy. I, I had to try to ride Plessy as far as I could away in the hopes that the island would reload and I can get the next shine. So that was like a weird, kind of felt like an oversight. But I think besides that, I really liked the structure and the flexibility. Yeah, I think that's definitely worth noting. Um, what about you, Barry? I think that it was successful in bringing some of the appeal of an open world to Mario. Um, because to me, the appeal of open world games in general besides things like immersion and a sense of cohesion is you're going somewhere to do something and you can get distracted (laughs) or you're going somewhere to do something and you can find something else um and i had a couple of experiences like that um i did pretty casually breeze through bowser's fury and i think it's probably a better experience than like what jared described of systematically completing it um i'd almost say it's like better suited to like kids than gamers you know (laughs) uh because like a kid will just have fun going around and like the world gives the illusion of always changing and it kind of has mysteries you know really subtle like i mean i know i'm i'm a 20 year old man and when i played the game and i think it's the coliseum kept adding layers i thought i had like gotten lost and found a different taller coliseum <laughs> <laughs> i was like whoa and then i realized it was the same one i was like whoa <laughs> yeah that, that was a very clever uh stage yeah yeah the um the platforming is incredible of course um it's just it's just cool things like that i think have a lot of appeal to 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 younger gamers <laughs> um just that a world will feel dynamic and i think it does that better than odyssey um and i think that's something that suits the mario emotional beats really well um that you go around and things in the environment change a little bit Uh, things are always changing with the fury mechanic and the uncovering of new areas um i think that's neat uh a lot of time when i play nintendo games i'm kind of having the back of my mind um with certain games, like what a kid would feel. Um, and Bowser's Fury is like, I, I think it would be awesome for like a young kid to play. Um, that's my recommendation, uh, <laughs> I guess, for parents listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's an interesting point. Um, I feel similarly in terms of the structure. Um, obviously, it is possible to, you know, run out of stuff to do except on one island and in that case you know you kind of have to hop on plessy and roundabout or whatever um i didn't at least my play style i kind of hopped around anyway so i was just kind of like doing whatever i was i was kind of scatterbrained when it came to that i also do think that the challenges like you know you can encounter the rabbits you can encounter the plessy gates um and in the post game you encounter the the plessy metals um, I think that kind of helps um, make that a little bit better because typically when you complete another shine, then like that's an immediate way that it'll reset, you know, an island that you had just been to. Um, and then the other thing, which, yeah, uh, Barry mentioned um, the fury mode or not mode, but the, the fury condition, I guess. Um, obviously, that's a big thing for this game um you know 
it's conceptually I like it. Um, execution wise, uh, it was kind of eh. Um, I like the intensity, but one, it lasts not very long. Uh, two, the most creative the game gets with the fury mode in terms of like gameplay stuff is just break the fury blocks <laughs> and then you know like there there's not there's not really much there beyond that um so i guess i'd like to ask you guys about fury mode in particular then um i'll start with you uh jared just because uh, barry already touched on it a little bit uh, yeah, so for a game called Mario Bowser's Fury, I would say this is maybe the only part of the game I disliked. Uh, I thought the first few times the Fury, uh, Bowser's Fury attacks, uh, it was exciting and cool, and the first time I hit a Bowser block with it, I thought that was really neat. But as you go on, I feel like it just got kind of tiring, like I'd be doing other shines and then... I would just get interrupted by Bowser. What the, one of the worst cases was, if you're carrying the kittens, there's a <laughs> uh, a post game mission where you can carry the kittens across the islands to their mother. And if you're carrying a kitten while Bowser attacks, yeah. your kitten just turns into a demon kitten in your hand and cancels the mission out. Yeah, it just uh, immediately so just some, damages some you. Some frustrations like that, and it happens way too often in the post game. Yeah, and I just wished I could yeah. like toggle oh it gosh. off. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, especially in the post game where like you're doing cleanup, and mm -hmm. part of that cleanup is probably fury blocks. You're like, okay, when's it gonna show up? Like, do I have to sit here and find something else to do? <laughs> um, am I, you know, do I? get angry and just grab a bowser amiibo and scan it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that's a thing yeah yeah if you scan the a bowser amiibo it immediately it becomes fury him. time yeah oh wow yeah is there like an opposite of that uh not not <laughs> Go really away, bowser yeah, yeah. There, oh, there's, they scan there's... like a peach amiibo and it just goes away yeah not that i know of the other ones are mostly great. all just like you get power up <laughs> actually yeah. i never tried that i have amiibos but i never even considered it yeah i mean i kind of just wanted to play through the game without you know any of that which i guess uh leads us into the next thing which is this game has a power-up inventory and it's not like it's not like a normal mario power-up inventory where it's like oh you know world map and then you get a power-up at the beginning of the stage or, or like a reserve power-up but like a straight up like you have like you know a, a whole thing each each power up in bowser's fury you can have up to five of them uh, and you can summon them at will and when you you know when you collect a power up it doesn't get rid of your previous power up but it stores it um, in the inventory and i thought this was very interesting because i'm someone who typically prefers 2d mario and one of the big reasons i like 2d mario more is the variety of power ups that you get that you know you can have a lot of different situations um you know like you can run through a stage and it's small mario or you can cheese a stage or at least you know get through it easier with raccoon mario or you know um you can take on bosses with a fire flower if you have them or you know there, there's a lot of different like 
opportunities and 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 different things and the game changes a lot and you can kind of make your own sort of fun with power-ups but 3d mario typically has like time limited power-ups mo mostly like 3d world is obviously a big exception here um but you know like mario 64 has the wind cap and it goes away after you know x amount of time and your only can be metal for a little bit and even galaxy is like hey you have a fire flower but it's on a timer you know like um so it was fresh to me to have these power-ups and not only have these power-ups but also have it so that i was very surprised that you didn't just lose the power up when you got a new one like being able to switch between them for different situations was was very interesting to me even if it made you know you can make plenty of sections in the game extremely easy with like particularly the cat power up and the uh tanuki um so I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Barry. What, what did you think about the whole power-up inventory system they had going on in Bowser's Fury? I'll actually tell you what a good friend of mine thought of the power-up system. Um, he texted me and said, this is just like Mega Man. Um, and mm -hmm. I haven't played much Mega Man, um, but that was such an interesting comparison to me. Um, yeah, actually, that is really interesting. Yeah, that you... I mean, and you have a quantity, right? Right. With with Mega Man, um, and the uh, the like power to it. Yeah, um, he has like a you know you have a limited amount of mm -hmm. ammo or however you want to recall and you, it. You can collect a quantity of these power ups. Um, so I think it's kind of a uh, kind of a neat thing. Uh, I, I definitely used it a lot. I think it's a great, um, again, uh, great for like kids you know because you know it's easy to gather power-ups and you know as, as a kid or as someone who's bad at games like me um, <laughs> you know i mean i always tried to have like five cat suits on hand like okay you know let's do this yeah <laughs> you know? yeah um is it is it, it, it are we gonna start seeing uh actually true 100 percent of bowser's fury is getting all the shines and also maxing out your your power up inventory. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's actually a good point about Mega Man. You can switch between your weapons for any situation and that allows for, you know, you can be that person who goes through and tries to do it buster only. Um or you can be that guy who's like, Metal Man in the refight, uh I'll throw you I'll throw a metal blade at you and you'll die in one hit. <laughs> um Would do you think do you think it's do you think it's too easy? Do you think that's fine? Do you think like I don't think it's too easy. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it's too easy. Um I, I understand why some people might feel that way. Um it couples well with the open world design, I feel. Um, to collect power ups on your adventure and be able to use them elsewhere. Um and it also opens new opportunities, I feel, for and they didn't pursue it too much, but there's a great opportunity to have multiple power-up puzzles or secrets or collectibles, um, things that kind of require both and switching between them. So in the future, if a system like this is implemented, um, you could get pretty ambitious with it from a design perspective. Yeah. I, I, I really liked the new power-up system. I thought it was one of the smartest uh, features in the game. Um, sometimes there was a problem in um, 3D World for me 
where I would get halfway through a level and there would be a green star that would require a cat suit and I didn't have one on me so I would have to kind of play the level again. So with this just having that power up in a block or in your inventory, uh, that really eliminated that problem. And I thought it was a really yeah. smart solution. I, I don't want to like take up too much time with this because the focus should be the new stuff, but playing it again as an adult, um, 3D World does not respect your time, like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like, you got to play this one if you want everything with Peach. And the only way you need Peach for it is because there's a button with a crown on it. Yeah, that's so silly. <laughs> it's not integrated. Like, you don't need the speed or you don't need the floating or the abilities. You just need to be this character or the button won't, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like you said with the... Sometimes you're just going to need a cat suit. We don't have any here. Go get one. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I mean, it, it's a meaty game. I think 3D World, like, is kind of huge, honestly. Yeah. And that contributes to it. Um, but, man, does it make me feel disrespected, you know? I, I spend $60 on you <laughs> and your little brother, and you treat me this way. How could you? Know? you? <laughs> How could you betray me like this? You know, yeah, and, and on that note, um, I've seen a variety of thoughts on this. Um, so uh, we'll we'll start with you, Barry, on this one, since it's kind of tying into this. But um, the shine objectives in the game. So there are, you know, the ones that are like, oh, okay, beat the level, and that's fine. Uh, but then there's, you know, in terms of the variety of types, right? So there's a lot of ones that are blue coins. There are a lot of ones that are fury blocks. There are a lot of ones that are, oh, you know, smash the switch and a thing pops up. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you guys about uh, how you felt about the variety of objectives, if they felt, you know, like there were too few permutations or or if it worked out, um, if they were too, some of them were too fast, um, that kind of thing. So I guess, uh, well, yeah, we'll start with you, Barry, on that one. So personally, I think that the, Bowser's Fury objectives were awesome, okay? And I'm a big fan of Mario Odyssey, but um, the Bowser's Fury objectives are a huge step up for the most part um, because they kind of fit into, like, a format, and formats in game structure are very satisfying, you know? You say that they're repetitive and... Well, not you specifically, but pe people say that they're right. repetitive. Um, but I, I feel like it's more... Like, you go to different places to do similar things. And that feels good. Like, every area or most areas have, like, uh, you know, P-Switch or, you know, Blue Coin area or, you know, or Blue Coin Challenge, I guess. Um, most areas have a, like, a P-Switch with a, a fight. Like, a little arena appears, magics in, from the ether, and you fight some <laughs> enemies. Um and I don't know, I think that sort of thing is really satisfying because people talk about there being too many objectives in Odyssey, and I don't think that's really the whole problem from a psychological standpoint. Um, Odyssey kind of leaves you feeling directionless sometimes, and I'm a big fan of it, so it, it almost feels bad to be entertaining an argument. I have spent a, on and off been fighting for years now, um, but with Odyssey, you find yourself um, 
kind of going around doing random things. You know, Odyssey's one of its core themes is, you know, being on this journey um, with a lot of unexpected things. And you kind of, um, or, or rather the moons sort of play into that. Uh, because between Odyssey worlds, there are a few things that I would say are shared. And you guys might disagree. It's been a while since I played Mario Odyssey, and I'm sure there are exceptions, uh, some pretty notable ones. But those always feel like exceptions. They, they feel that way. In general, with Odyssey, you're going to a world, and you're going to do all the little tasks that are in that world. And for each world, it's different. Some people might think that's good. I think it contributes to the general sentiment that Odyssey has, and I'm using air quotes here, too many objectives, too many collectibles. Because... It's not about the quantity, it's about how, how they, the relationship between the game and the player, the way that these worlds and these objectives present themselves. Right. And in Odyssey, it's very deliberately presenting itself as chaos. And <laughs> ironically, in the open world Bowser's Fury, it's portraying itself to the player as structure. These are areas, um, and they have similar tasks for you to do. So, so you're kind of that. you're kind of saying like, okay, so like, main island, main island's always going to have you know, finish the level. It's going to have a blue coin, you know, objective. It's going to yeah. have a key objective, yada yada yada, Fury Luigi, mm -hmm. whatever. And that's sort of, I I don't know if comforting is the right word, but yeah, yeah. Bowser's Fury really needed that too. It's it's a smart choice because, you know, if if Bowser's Fury were structured the way odyssey also air quotes is structured it would be pretty much unplayable can you imagine if it was just a giant odyssey map with things in random places very insidiously bowser's fury is a traditionally structured game in a very novel new world format um and they've threaded that needle very well i feel um yeah and i think that the repetition makes bowser's fury the streamlined accessible but fun experience that it is i'm curious uh jared what you think of some of what barry said especially the parts in relating to uh how the game's objectives feel compared to odyssey um yeah so i i, I think they're kind of hard to compare um because odyssey was trying to be something a lot a lot a lot bigger and i think their intention with odyssey was for you to not get all of the moons like there's over 800 moons i don't think the developers really intended for most players to get them i think what i like about in in this one bowser's fury is there's those hundred moons there it's it was an amount that i wanted to get everything I, it didn't feel like an insurmountable challenge None of the tasks were, like, extremely annoying that I was, like, frustrated to do them. Like, uh, while we're on, like, Odyssey, like, there was those, like, uh, like, do a hundred jump ropes or right. trace a circle. And some of those I just did not like. There were <laughs> Trace a circle. There, <laughs> there are trace a circle missions yeah, in Odyssey. The, Jesus. There were none in this that I disliked as much as those. But I, I will say I didn't like the cat ones. Yes. The, the kitten oh, ones those were... are... Those were miserable. Those were bad. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought the Luigi ones were boring, where you just, like, chase Luigi. a shadow Luigi. Oh. Yeah. It was just yeah, dull. Yeah, super easy. Yeah. yeah. They just felt like... Those felt like filler. 
Um, but I, I liked all the other ones. I liked the blue coins. I liked the keys. I thought the key added like a interesting challenge where you have to you progress through the level normally, grab a key, and then you have to walk back walk yeah. back with the key using no power ups or uh all right. No power ups and no diving. Yeah. No that, that's, that's really interesting. I think Yeah, yeah. and I, I agree with um you make a great point about Bowser's Fury being designed to be completed. Um, yeah. And Odyssey, I agree, is not. Um, I love Odyssey, but I I only got all the moons in um, New Donk City, and I used an exploit for, like, the jump rope. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I, I did it. I did it. I completed the jump oh, rope challenge. congratulations. But it was, yeah, that's... it was not worth the time I spent on it. No. Man, I got, like, <laughs> okay. I had, like, an attempt on the jump rope. It was like the first attempt I made on it like that day and I got 97 and I was so oh pissed. Oh. I was so mad. I would turn off oh. the game. Yeah, I was like, damn. But yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I didn't, I felt that in terms of the objectives that were the weakest, definitely the Fury Blocks because that was yeah. just you using yourself as a, as a human freaking <laughs> blast shield for his fire and you kind of sat around and waited. Although... I do find them interesting just in the sense of uh, routing out the game. That's more of a, you know, if you're speedrunning it or if you're replaying it and you're trying to be more efficient, you can kind of route, you know, when Bowser gets furious to, to kind of get some shines. Um, the other ones that I thought were weak or weaker were the key ones, actually. Um, mostly because a lot of them were like, there is a key at the end of the level. And now you bring it back to the beginning and, you know, there weren't many level situations or structures that made that particularly interesting. Some of it was just like, I mean, granted, you don't have to do this, but like, I'm just going to Tanuki fucking float back to, you know, the start and jump <laughs> off the top and, and return. Or, you know, I, I think it would have been more interesting if maybe like. There, there were a few stages where the keys were not at the end of the level. Um, they were in, like, kind of weird spots, and I thought that was slightly more interesting. Like, I know one of the earlier ones, I want to say it's the one with all the, like, I think it's Bounce Bounce Isle. There's, with all the springboards, they put mm -hmm. the key, like, on the top of, like, a wall. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, like, extremely hard to find or anything, but, like, you can you can con conceivably miss it. Um so, yeah, I guess maybe if those were less, like, the keys always at the end, or, you know, like, maybe the 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 cage didn't have to be at the beginning. Um, but, yeah, I do also agree on the Fury Luigi ones that are, like, they're kind of just, they feel like Shadow Mario, but, like, somehow worse than Shadow mm -hmm. Mario. Um <laughs> And I also find it really funny that you can sick J Bowser Jr. on on him very easily. Um, I did like the cat like coin ones. Uh, we haven't mentioned those yet. Uh, the cat shards or whatever. Oh it is. yeah, yeah. They were like they're like the silver stars from um, yeah. Mario sixty four DS. Yeah, or even even kind of like the red coins in a way. Where yeah. Um, yeah, like it's there you kind of have to look around a little bit i mean some of them were really dumb um i know there's a few I, stages I had to google two of them yeah i i didn't end up having to google them but like there were a couple of stages where i was like all right where is this stupid thing and it's like oh it's <laughs> it's underneath 
but only it's underneath on a thing on the side but only on one side and it's like in the middle of this long stretch of nothing like all right you know like <laughs> and i i don't i i think it's good to have some explore well i think it isn't bad to have some exploration in there but i think some i don't think that it should necessarily be like a cakewalk but some of the placements were kind of weird mm -hmm. um but for the most part you know they're pretty solid and i actually yeah. really liked the plessy gate um the bonus areas yeah. and the metals yeah like those yeah. were ones that made sense to have multiple of it feels um, good to ride plessy i guess we haven't really talked about yeah that oh, yeah it's so good it's like one of the best parts of the game yeah. and we haven't discussed it at yeah all. she's fast she got a yeah. big speed yeah. boost like she's on some something i don't know what but getting around the islands feels fun it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a wind waker type slog yeah and she also you know i don't know about you but there are several times that i had just fun with plessy like deforesting an entire island of trees <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes um and you know that does play into the final boss as well which we should, probably should cover yes. the boss encounters um where you know spoilers i, suppose, I mean yeah but game. you know it came out a month spoiler ago. you yeah. fight bowser if you're yeah well, you skip fight. forward to the end yeah. if you don't want to hear any spoilers but um with the the final encounter is a unique encounter and you need to use plessy to you know approach bowser and the way that it works is um if you take damage from you know him like throwing out his weird blocks or whatever or his flames um it it I not only slows you down, but it, it, it the game will not allow you to hit Bowser, basically. Um, so you need to not only be fast and be following Bowser, but you also need to not take damage. And I mean, you have plenty of power-ups that you can tank damage with, but the battle will go on longer because the game is just like, nah, you suck. <laughs> Bowser's leaving, you know, to, to, this next, to this next part. So I thought that was interesting that it used Plessy's uh, dive and her, like, speed jump. Um that she has in in this game what yeah. about the uh the that and the uh the regular boss encounters for you guys i guess we'll, we'll start with uh jared um yeah so i'll say I, I liked that final encounter i thought the plessy boss was actually the most interesting i got yeah. um i got sort of bored of the other boss the bowser uh boss you kind of do the, the same thing like three times which uh, it's okay in like a Mario 64 when those three times are like hours apart but when you're yeah. fighting the same boss within like three hours it just it got kind of dull for me though it's a cool spectacle the first time yeah and I'd like to point out too it wasn't just three times it's five times that was that five you, yeah yeah it, it was too uh, much <laughs> yeah like because there's the point where Bowser's like all right well you got my health bar down to half I, I'm still defeated, <laughs> uh, so you have to come back. And the only thing they really did was, and it's not too dissimilar from Mario 64 in this sense, but each battle iteration added a new attacker gimmick. Um, but yeah, I would agree that they got a bit, a bit boring and, and played out by the end. I wish that maybe they they had a little bit more difference, or maybe were a little less frequent, or. You know, I don't know. Um, what about you, Barry? Um, you know, I thought that with with the boss, it's it's just kind of 
I don't know if it's because I'm I'm pretty bad in general at games, but I I don't really have too much of an opinion on it. I think that the loop for the Nain uh, Fury encounters makes itself apparent pretty quickly if you realize you can pick up the blocks. Yes. Um, you know, because you, you just pick up blocks and throw it at them, and it's really easy, and it's kind of satisfying, but it's it's not yeah really, you know because it's so simple um and then the final boss i think is incredibly irritating <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm curious. personally I'm i don't curious. i don't know yeah i uh i don't know i always felt like i was doing a bad job of driving plessy or, or riding plessy um and I, I don't know what it was but i just could not send this dinosaur in a straight line um i I could not there were a couple times where i missed like the power-up bubbles Mm, there was a time that i missed hitting him you know um or hitting the ball that he has taken the i don't know yeah the it's been a month the thing with the yeah the things yeah the thing with the things yeah that it was a month ago (laughs) i guess the mario (laughs) the lucky bill he took something and yeah 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 um so yeah, I think that the boss fights were pretty annoying. I think I agree with Jared that the fury is probably like, I mean, it's an important and it's it's an important structurally. You know, it frames the game really well, um, and I think it's interesting and it's novel and it works for something small like this for that reason that it's novel. Um, it's something you can put on the front of the box. It's like ooh, you know. Uh, yeah, Bowser's but, really mad, and now there's this cool art of, like, yeah, crazy-ass-looking yeah, Bowser. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in general, I think that Fury wasn't too compelling in practice. I think that one of the most insecure design decisions they made was the Fury blocks. Um, I know you guys touched on it before, but um, to me, that conveys that they were concerned about the loose coupling between the gameplay of the main game and the fury uh mode or the fury fury mode they yeah call it, right yeah it's, i mean that's uh, basically what it is sure um and they wanted to couple those in some way so they made it so you have to find these blocks um and i don't think it was worth it i didn't feel like they were connected i think it instead highlighted a disconnect if, if they weren't there it, that disconnect would have been fine if they had owned it but they i i feel like they tried to um, cover up or mitigate this distinction between the two modes and I think it's really lame what would have saved it in my opinion is if if the game did a really good job with um, collateral damage processing with the mm-hmm. fury blocks right yeah so like if if when Bowser's fury happens and he's just shooting at you and it's like a whole thing um, if it were constantly keeping track of which ones he happens to hit then it would be, and if they were more visually distinct when they're gone, like there's like a crater or something, then it would be another thing where it's um, kind of a mystery, kind of a dynamic world where it's like you see this block that you can't hit, only Bowser can hit, and you're like, oh shit, that's crazy, dog. Uh, and then you come back later and you're like, oh, this is a crater now because he showed up a bunch of times and he just shot randomly because he was pissed. Right. Um, and I think that would have been, it would have added further to the um the sense of wonderment that comes from a world that changes um even if sometimes the seams are apparent um like jared was saying about having to go away from an island and come back to it um 
Yeah. I think that would have been cool. That would have been a better thing. But is it technically possible? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, but fairy blocks are bad. I don't think that's a controversial opinion. I don't think we have to defend that too much. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone is particularly wild about fairy blocks. No one is excited about fairy blocks. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the game was just... Dread. Yeah. I feel like the game was just... Was kind of too afraid to lean into the fury elements a lot because yeah. it's really easy to end fury right you just get a shine um and then you know there's the fury blocks which you can basically use as that shine to end fury mode it would have been so much more interesting to me if you know bowser becomes furious and then he stays furious for a certain amount of time and there's not a way to stop it like you know you can time it obviously so that you know, you get a shine right as he's turning angry and then that cancels it out. But like, you know, the the game is much more chaotic and kind of wild when he is out there causing issues. And I, I feel like it should have leaned into that more. Um, then again, there are definitely stages in that game that were not really built particularly well for dealing with Bowser when he's enraged. Um, ones where it's like very difficult to find cover or you know so i guess that's sort of a thing too um in regards to the bosses yeah they were repetitive it was silly just kind of throwing the blocks at him i didn't even notice you could throw the blocks at him for a while like, i didn't know until the last battle yeah what yeah like i didn't how did you guys I, get through it i, I just waited Holy for him shit. to ground pound basically yeah, ground um, pound or you guys are good at games his, um, i'm yeah, not good at games yeah. right like i was just like <laughs> grab a block immediately because i was like this is bullshit there's no way this is the only way yeah um yeah you know even man i breezed through that yeah i mean i didn't have much trouble with them but like you know i i had the idea of you know when he spins on his side you can probably smack him and knock him over yep. but i always just you know screwed it up because i'm bad but um and then so then uh you know as an, an addendum to this um there is the hundred percent bosses which are different um slightly <laughs> um yeah i was gonna i was, I was gonna say I are, are totally they different different so I, I'll, I'll explain the differences I, I don't doubt it, but... real quick um so with the 100 percent um bowser like fury boss um the the main gimmick for that one isn't anything new that he does outside of his health being a lot more but that the cat well the, the lucky the gigabells they don't respawn um so when you get a gigabell like to start the battle that gigabell has gone forever and then if you run into any of the other two they're gone forever the, the other fights they actually like re regenerate after a while um so that was pretty much like the ultimate like actual like excuse me quote unquote tough <laughs> version of that battle and then the I think the more noticeable one was the 100% version of the Plessy part um, because one, he his attacks are much crazier and two, um, the game is much less forgiving in terms of, you know, if you if you take some damage eventually getting to hit him, the game is just like, nah, <laughs> he just hops away and he then shoots like 30,000 blocks at you and you just kind of have to figure out how you're going to dodge through him. So that one took me forever um the second 100 percent boss um so i don't know what you guys felt about about those if they were I... different enough if you even noticed yeah i didn't <laughs> i didn't notice the difference except for the plessy part i noticed there were more like 
uh, landmines or whatever they were, water mines. Yeah, yeah, it seemed vaguely harder, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm like kind of, you know, what's the most polite way to put it? Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. By that point, I was just I I was trying to be dumb. Yeah, I was I was pretty know? dumb with it by that point. Yeah. Um, well, I guess on that note, um, are there any other thoughts about the game that we didn't really talk about that you guys? Uh, I like share? it. Yeah, I think it's neat. I like it too. Yeah. Do you also think it's neat? <laughs> um. Oh. I do. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Phew. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to briefly touch on: um, the post game is a little weird. Um, not weird. Okay, so like the plusy medals get added, the Toad Brigade stuff gets added. Um, I felt like it, and and the Lucky Island or whatever yeah, that I don't that like happens. Getting mini games. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I I feel like it would have been cool if maybe like there was an island or two that opened up after uh, main game. The other thing that I find that I found really kind of weird is so like bowser right so he's mad and he's there's this goop everywhere and this kingdom that he's in is just like you know completely screwed right now and then even when you 100 percent the game there's still goop everywhere and the lake is still completely fucked yeah. up like yeah this they, happened no, in yeah. Um, breath of the wild too and i wished they call that ludonarrative dissonance yeah i, believe. I, I yeah. wish there was a clean version of the world just like the same i did in breath of the wild like i wanted yeah. to see it cleaned up hyrule yeah i hate zelda's ending thing where it's like you finish the game go back to when you did yeah yeah but the thing with with bowser's fury is that you don't go back to when you didn't because when you beat him the first time at 50 shines you know, you save him or whatever, and then you go back and Bowser Jr. is like, well, that didn't work. So, you know, <laughs> things are still fucked up. But then 100%, you know, he should be fine. And, you know, once you do have 100%, he no longer gets furious. But, like, that giant goop critter is still there. That, like, part over the waterfall is just still covered with trash. Like, this whole, like, kingdom is still completely fucked. <laughs> even after yeah. you've, you know, supposedly fixed everything. Um. So yeah, I I think unless anybody else has anything on Bowser's Fury, I I think that's I'm 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 pretty good on that. Um, yeah, I I think I definitely got all my thoughts across. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, now I just wanted to talk a little bit. Um, we we'd like to do kind of a you know a leak zone sort of segment here. Yeah. Um, we have there are obviously always tons of rumors and then insider info there's a lot to talk and, about right yeah now. there there's a lot going on so I, I broke it down um but you know the, the biggest thing um i would say the two biggest things we'll start with the biggest one uh which is there's a switch pro or or whatever um and uh you know there's been all kinds of rumors about oh you know bloomberg reported there's oled screen an oled screen on a revision uh it has 4k um there's other people who are saying it has dlss functionality some people were talking about you know maybe it's more of a successor versus a souped up version um what did you guys 
obviously, you know, and I'll, I'll just, I'll say this from the start, um, you know, nothing that we're talking about here is like, oh, like, you know, we know something or whatever. We're just talking mm -hmm. about what people have, have shared. Um, yeah. and you know, and there's that may so many, uh, that, there's that, been so many people talking about it that like, I, yeah. I notoriously know less than the average person. There was an old joke <laughs> on Era that everyone on the site is an insider except for Raccoon. Yeah, it's um, true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. true. Yeah, little known fact for uh, lurkers and journalists is every single person besides me has insider knowledge of Nintendo specifically. Yeah, everyone's um, dad works at Nintendo except for yours. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. so I guess, um, what do you guys think of, um, the Switch Pro, quote unquote, Switch Pro stuff you've heard so far? Do you think, what do you think is likely, etc.? I guess we'll, we'll start with Barry since he doesn't know anything. <laughs> uh, long have I extolled about the non existence of the Switch Pro with no basis, just because, um, at this point, it's undeniable that it's real, um, I think that the smart thing for the average person to do is to listen to Bloomberg. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's such an unsatisfying thing to say in a podcast. But, like, you know, in general, once you get, like, real, actual journalists, professionals saying that something's legit, um, like, like, you know, like, like big, big boys. It's, yeah. It's kind of like, okay yeah maybe this isn't gonna be you know because like forum teases are nice and they're cool and it's been a big cultural thing on era in particular um but they are just meant to be fun at the end of the day um and and that's by design nobody's sharing their heavy hitting journalistic scoops on purple website um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, they, or they shouldn't be you know if they are it usually turns out poorly for them um yeah so so now that it's kind of become a mainstream thing even i in my baseless pessimism cannot deny it any longer um what i have seen a lot is people saying that they have no reason to replace the controllers and that upsets me greatly yes um, yes you and i have talked about this a little bit yeah, yeah. just livid absolutely livid at the assertion <laughs> there's no reason nintendo... to, to do anything with <laughs> there's those. no reason to fix it yeah. yeah nintendo has no incentive to fix something they're being sued over yeah <laughs> people unironically saying that to me yeah um, no i hope they're not right because that will upset me yeah um, that i mean to me the, mo the thing that i'm most interested in is not like spec stuff or you know if stuff is enhanced or whatever but I'm just curious if they're going to have a revision of the Joy-Cons to go with this thing. You know, whether it's a silent revision or, you know, there's something more significant on it. But mostly, you know, are we going to get a actual solution to the drift issues? Because it's pretty yeah. undeniable that a lot of people have experienced it. Um, what about you, uh, Jared, on, the, on that topic? Uh, yeah, I... Um, I guess the Joy-Cons uh, thing aside, um, obviously I would like to see new, uh, at least just like drift resistant Joy-Cons. Um, no, but overall I think the Pro is, uh, it's exciting. So like I've heard it's like, I guess what Bloomberg and other people are saying is like, it's about like as powerful as like, um, uh, Xbox One S. Um, yeah. But with I've the DLSS that. stuff. And like, I think that's like, that's powerful enough to run still like, most current gen games at like a solid like 30 frames a second 
who's who's saying Xbox One S? That's pretty good. That's, I've, that's I've, what I've read. We, we've one One S. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Not S. One S. Okay. No. No. No Xbox Series. Microsoft. Yeah, you know, I've 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 heard that that speculation as well, and to me, I agree with you. That sounds nice. <laughs> Just like getting third, some more third party support on there, and yeah. getting like Nintendo first party games at sixty frames a second, ten eighty p. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What I th- I think would be great, and I would I would definitely buy one if they, especially if yeah. they enhance like older games like Breath of the Wild, and um. I think people had problems with like Xenoblade handheld looking pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind a performance update for uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Bowser's cool. Fury handheld. Bowser's Fury handheld. Yeah, that's technically true, right? Yeah. It runs at oh, 30 yeah, it's and 30. I, uh, yeah, I it's so bizarre. I didn't mind it, but it was weird. Yeah, I didn't really mind it's it. It's just either. weird. <laughs> I, I played the yeah, whole but... game in handheld. <laughs> I was kind of like, all right, whatever. Whoa. Yeah. C- certain, yeah. I played most of it handheld, too. Certain games just huh. like bother me and. 30 more than others yeah, yeah. i think like, that makes sense breath of the wild definitely i would would have preferred 60 oh, animal crossing in 60 yeah animal crossing <laughs> was a weird one i would do anything yeah. for animal crossing in 60 honestly it doesn't matter really but yeah. like it just makes it animal feel crossing just feels yeah. better yeah yeah for a game that's so about like immersion and stuff and how it looks especially now you know new horizons the biggest thing it has going for it is how it looks and like if if we can get that at 60 it'll be, yeah, be great. really yeah make it happen nintendo yeah make it happen <laughs> all right well for? before we go on an animal crossing tirade uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry um, for that the only other thing i'd like to touch on uh for a minute here is uh so there's anniversaries this year and there are rumors for how nintendo will be selling celebrating the zelda anniversary and there are rumors that they may even be celebrating the metroid anniversary this time so i'm kind of curious <laughs> i don't believe I'm, it i'm kind of curious what metroid? you guys think about that what's yeah that? i don't know i don't know what it is either but yeah uh, i'll start with jared what do you what are you what are you hoping for in terms of um the anniversaries and in terms of the rumored stuff that may or may not exist i feel like the most likely with the amount of uh, wii u ports on switch is the wind waker and twilight princess and like i really hope they sell them in one pack yeah i don't i don't want to pay 60 dollars for wind waker and twilight princess each i do i was about to say (laughs) raccoon says to me last night he's like you know i think they should like maybe hold on to wind waker and and put it out for 60 and i was like no please don't (laughs) i listen i would rather play pay 60 dollars for just wind waker than thirty dollars being wasted for Twilight Princess. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Twilight Princess on my Switch. It's disgusting. You know what? I I don't blame you. I get it. I get the feeling. But also, you know, yeah. free game. You yeah. Ew, what, what's that? Yeah. I'm the opposite. I want to play Twilight Not Princess again, ugly. and then I might play Wind Waker eventually. <laughs> Oof. Wind Waker. I I haven't played much Zelda. That kind of like taints my. Um, discussion of zelda anniversary so maybe you would like to I have, have the ocarina of time collection uh, yeah i have never played ocarina of time i've never played majora's mask i've never played twilight princess <laughs> um as i shit on it uh, <laughs> i've never played skyward sword um, wait you haven't played twilight wait, you have, yeah it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> i have played wind waker though i'd gladly pay 60 dollars for something i've played before but i refuse for something new <laughs> 
Um, only Zelda's I've played are Breath of the Wild, um, Wind Waker, uh, a little bit of A Link to the Past, and like a little of the original, and like you know, like you NSO stuff. Yeah. Just dabble. Right. If you like, if you like the, Wind Waker, you'll probably like the other three Zelda games. Like, they're I not like that Waker, different. Okay. I'm not super into the, um, and this is gonna start a whole conversation mm-hmm. when I get into it. I, I'm just, I don't mean to, but like some of the Zelda e structure things, like the puzzles and the classic, you know, right? Hit hit a thing three times to open the door, <laughs> eh, you know, yeah. like I I liked Wind Waker in spite of those things, not really because uh, of I, it. I yeah. think you might like the Wind Waker puzzles. I found pretty weak. Like I don't want to go on for Wind Waker okay. too long, but I, I actually I think the dungeons are in there are kind of like boring. I think the Ocarina of Time and like Twilight Princess puzzles and dungeons are a lot stronger. Uh, so I would, I would definitely give them a, a try. Yeah, before we go off on a Zelda tirade, <laughs> yeah, because it's very back. easy <laughs> Sorry. to. It's very so easy. yeah, you know, there's the the very long rumored Wind Waker plus Twilight Princess, you know, double pack. I I, I feel like stupid for that one. There's a lot of smoke with that one yeah and, and once no, I, I believe you get to point. a point where there's that much smoke um i feel like it's a pretty real possibility there was there was another one that was rumored recently which was an ocarina of time plus majora's mask um collection and oh, i'm so out of touch who was saying ocarina of time? I, I don't remember i think you told me already yeah but... i don't even remember it was just like i've seen it pop up in multiple places now okay um, Interesting. I would like that, but I don't think you can sell both of those together for sixty unless they're the 3DS version. Yeah, I mean, I would hope they're at least. I would hope Ocarina of Time in particular is based on the 3DS I version. Think, <laughs> I think Nintendo could sell one N64 ROM <laughs> for sixty dollars, <laughs> and I think it would sell if it were just Ocarina of Time for sixty dollars. It would need. I think it would need more enhancements, it. like. No. Uh, <laughs> no, they could do it. All right. If they said it was available for a week, I'll buy it. okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. They were like, <laughs> "This is the last time you will ever be able to play Ocarina of Time, your favorite game from childhood." Yes. Everyone, um, it's available for one more week, um, and it's sixty dollars. It comes in a cartridge. Um, <laughs> the box art is ugly. It has like a word art logo. It's, it's got a player's it's available choice for a week. Player's choice logo on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It has a completely oh, different like only on yeah. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would buy it. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, you'd have to. Yeah. You'd have. You would. You absolutely <laughs> so, would. If they said this is the last time we're selling Ocarina okay. of Time, I don't care. It's obviously bullshit. Okay. But like, I'd be but, scared. What if they're not? But, like, well, what if they're telling the but truth? But one, I have Ocarina of Time on other things already, and two, I hate Ocarina of Time. So that's oh, where I'm going to stop myself right see, there. See, <laughs> for me and my fellow Zoomers, like. Oh shit! We we gotta get this game before it's a hundred dollars, you know, or we have to pirate it. So like, I, I would I would pay sixty dollars for Ocarina of Time if it was available for one week. Oh my god! All right. Well, anyway, um, the other thing, the other <laughs> big thing here is well, yes, but right before Metroid Two, just wanted to make a quick mention. Uh, there is a big Zelda game coming. It's Breath of the Wild Two, and people are not really Force sure. Heroes Two. Yeah. Um, do you? I don't know if, how we feel if it's going to make it for 2021 or if it's going to slip to next year. <laughs> I believe um, I'm a believer. You're a believer. I. There's someone, uh, someone on Purple website, um, who was very vehemently declared that it is coming in September 2022. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it you? And I, oh, okay. No, <laughs> okay. no. And, and like, even I don't have the, the gall, the audacity <laughs> to say such a bold belief. Like, if I believed that, I would keep it to myself and it would keep me up at night. Um, I don't know how people say such, like, horribly negative predictions so confidently. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm envious, honestly. Like, the people who say Nintendo will never fix the Joy-Cons and don't care. Like, that belief doesn't phase them at That's all. That's some energy. You know, that shakes me to my core. <laughs> That's some energy. If I believed it as surely as they did that, like, Nintendo doesn't care at all about the controllers, like, it would keep me up at night. I, I wouldn't, it would, it would fundamentally, like, change my perspective. My worldview would be altered by Joy-Con Drift. Um, okay. Uh, on that note, we're going to steer back here. Uh, so, yeah, Metroid. Sorry. Metroid. Yeah, Metroid. So, there's rumors of Prime Trilogy finally surfacing. And some kind of 2D Metroid, possibly Metroid 5. What do you guys think about those? We'll start with Barry. Yeah, I I, uh, I like Metroid. Um, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think Metroid is neat. Um, Metroid 5 would be awesome. Um, it's so obviously going to be Mercury Steam if it exists, right? Like, yeah. Nobody else would make it. They wouldn't do it internally, unfortunately, as cool as I think that would be. Um Mercury Steam it is. Yeah. Uh, people like Samus Returns, from my understanding. It's the 3DS <laughs> Samus 2 yeah. port. Um, it's pretty solid. Samus 2. Metroid 2. Um, so that'll be neat. Um, and kind of uh, bookends here. We mentioned how Metopia sort of gives us a new insight as to 3DS. I think it was Jared that said, <laughs> like, 3DS ports are a thing now. Right. Uh, Samus Returns is another 2017 3DS game that would be a great candidate someday uh if that happens instead of metroid 5 i'm going to scream (laughs) (laughs) but like in general i think it would be great um and prime trilogy i've been waiting for for three years and like i'm not gonna believe it until it's in my hands now i'm not gonna believe it until it's in my switch i'm playing yeah (laughs) that's fair uh jared um yeah i i didn't play uh metroid 2 samus returns Wow, well, I, I would definitely be wow. down. I wanted to. I just it came at a bad time. Um, but I would like to play Metroid Five. I don't know if I care that much about Metroid Prime Trilogy, just because I have all those games, and yeah. I got the trilogy on the the Wii U. Um, if our listeners know about that console, <laughs> um, yeah, that very niche console that no one ever heard of. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I I have like enough passion to replay uh, those right now. Or play two and three for the first time when I already own them. Yeah, but it's cool. And, I, and of course, you know, Prime Four is coming at some point. That's mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say some point. Um, I kind of feel similarly on Prime Trilogy. I think it would be cool if it's if it does make it. It's convenient. Uh, it would be nice to have those available. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly like, oh man, I can't wait to buy Prime Trilogy on Switch if it exists because it's not like I don't own all three of those games originally and then prime trilogy on Wii again yeah and it's not like they're like an older like uh they're not like a mario 64 or like an ocarina of time like an n64 game where they're a little crusty like they're they're gamecube yeah. games they look good you gotta play them for four 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 eighty p that's yeah. like that's like hd yeah yeah well <laughs> progressive scan well i was gonna say like like dolphin games look great yeah yeah. No, you don't. You don't really need to remake GameCube mm-hmm. games. I mean, you do if you want them to look completely modern. Yeah. But like, you know, a GameCube game can look nice, uh, just up-res. Um, yeah. 
like we saw with sh- Sunshine. Sunshine didn't have Sunshine. Sun, excuse me. Did Sunshine have new texture? No, no, they didn't change anything. Um, yeah, yeah, there wasn't any new texture work for Sunshine. Yeah, I know there were like yeah. a couple for sixty four, but yeah. not that I know of for Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine looks great yeah. though. Um, yeah, you know, too bad it plays like crap. Sixteen by nine. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> six sixteen by nine and upres. I, I think that'll be good. Like that's all you need. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the one I'm most interested in is please let there be a new 2D Metroid. Please don't be a remake. Please be yeah. Metroid Five. That's, oh my God! Yeah. If they remake Super <laughs> yeah. Metroid a year after oh, I play no. it for the first time, yeah, that was a rumor too. Oh. It was like, oh, at one point, I was like, oh, well, they're doing a remake of Super Metroid. That is the game. I think that is one of the games that least needs a remake ever. Yeah. Like out of yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I played it in like 2019 into uh 2020. Um I played it for a long long time. That is a game you need to play in a short period that I played over the course of a year. It took me a year because I didn't play it in a weekend. Um Yeah. But it's awesome and it felt like it's better than other new games i played in that time yeah Um, yeah the atmosphere is better than other new games in that time um yeah like i i understood for metroid 2 um even 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 if like even with that one i was like i really don't need a remake of of a metroid game just give me a new one it's kind of how i felt about uh it's very much how i felt about Link's awakening as well like i don't need a remake of a zelda game just Give me a new 2D Zelda or top-down Zelda or whatever. I think Link's Awakening also holds up better than Samus 2, even. Like, Yeah, it. I think... I just think that game's still fun. Yeah, I personally, I mean, for me personally, I'm, I'm one of those weird people who really likes Metroid 1 and 2, and wow. I also really like Zelda 1 and 2 and, you know, regular huh. Link's Awakening and stuff, but um, I think generally people tend to like Link's Awakening now more than they like original metroid 2 now like if you just in the general conversation of things <laughs> definitely um link's awakening had a dx version yep right? it did that game game boy color mm-hmm. or advanced yes it's color, color. Game boy color. Yeah. it's color. one of the the black um, cartridges that works on both yeah. the game boy color okay. and the game oh, boy okay, cool. yeah so like yeah yeah so it's like a remake of a remake i guess technically if you want <laughs> i mean whatever um but yeah, so anyway, yeah. Uh, well, I think we've spent enough time talking about yeah. stuff today. Um, first off, I uh, just want to thank all of you for listening. Um, we're definitely very curious to hear your feedback, um, what you thought of today's discussions, if you agree with us, if you hate us now. Um, <laughs> if you guys have uh, any questions, uh, pl- please you know, send them off. Maybe we can do something in the future with, with that. Um, for now... Uh, the last thing I'd like to do is uh, any last words from you two. We'll, we'll, we'll start with Jared. What? Whoa, whoa. Well, no, okay, okay. Hey. You know, la- last words for for this episode. Is there anything that you that you want to say, um, Jared? Um. Yeah, just thank you for listening and uh, uh, stay tuned. Hashtag. Yes. Oh man, uh... ominous. And 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 you, Barry. Yeah. Uh... Thanks for having me, guys. Um, we had fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. Good, good times. Good time all around. All right. Pokemon. If you have Pokemon, yeah, now, yeah. Now, Clayton, say the catchphrase that uh, brings us home. Oh, God. 
I, I, I got nothing. Um, yeah, well, thanks for listening. Uh, that's going to be it for us uh, this time. But uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, Bye-bye. as we say in Nintendo Nation, Mamma Mia. I, I, I despise you with every fiber of my being. This whole thing is canceled Welcome now. back, Nintendo gamers. <laughs> is this when we sing that Fortnite song that's been going around? <laughs> Don't forget to smash that bell. All right, anyway... Uh, I've been CMM one two and five, and uh, you can guys can say your thing too. I I'm Raccoon, and I'm Jared, and also known as One Up Muffin. Check yeah. me out on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. See you <laughs> next time. Done. And an end clap for fun. Yeah. I didn't do. It. You're not supposed to.